She's come out of the COVID bubble. It's oh Sarah. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. It's Sarah. Sarah days. That's right. And oh Teresa Palmer. We can't even get this intro. I can't right. get the intro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, my COVID brain. Oh, my God. I know. I'm well, like you not- look like a supermodel somehow. Oh, thank you. I don't know what. I'm sitting in front of a window. Um, so yeah, why? That's my, my trick. <laughs> my brain is so. Um, fluffy right now. It really is. Like, is I, yeah, like a fluffy I white cloud. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Well, I just scheduled this like recording that so I could record with Teresa so that we could put this out right away since, you know, I'm just today is my fifth day of COVID. Um, oh. But <laughs> but um, I was an I was an hour early because I gave her the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, are you dead? Is like, everything are you okay? Dead? Are you okay? Where are you? And I'm like, I've been sitting here for an hour and I'm just like, hmm, this is so crazy. I don't know what's going on. And I was like, oh, oh, no, it was me. It's it's my fault. Um, everybody oh. told me about this whole like COVID brain thing, but it's a total joke. It has been. Well, for the first like couple of days, I couldn't even think straight. I couldn't look at my phone. What? I couldn't respond to anyone. I couldn't barely open my eyes. Like I definitely couldn't watch anything. It was so crazy. Um, so tell me, how did it first start? Where do you think you got it from? <laughs> Who went down? What were all the symptoms of each person in the family? Like give me the full lowdown. I'm wondering if like everybody out there is like, oh, so old news. Like, why are we even talking about this? Well, you but managed to dodge it for three I years. Know, but I'm like, you know, you guys, the goggle wearing, mask wearing, hazmat suit lady <laughs> got COVID. Okay. Um, so I never thought it would happen. We have to talk about it. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, it someone close to us tested positive. And, um, and then we were like, oh, well, okay, well, we'll see how that goes. Um, and then about 24 to 48 hours later, Eric started to feel off. And then I, he was like, I, he drank this like (laughs) smoothie that morning with whey protein. And I was like, no, it's definitely the whey protein. It's nothing else. Like (laughs) you shouldn't have drank whey protein. I was like, that's the stuff that's messing you up right now. And then he sort of started to get like a fever and I was like, oh, this is not good. And then um, it ain't the whey protein. It wasn't the whey protein. And then that night he <laughs> tested negative. So I was like, hmm, OK, we'll see. And then the next morning I would check on him and he was like down and I tested oh. him and he came up positive right away. And then I feel like the progression of that was then that day Esme started to feel off. And so oh, I tested her and she was positive. Um, oh and God. then, of course, now I'm re- redoing my sitting here because my back is messed up from all the <laughs> laying down. For um, the hour that you've been waiting to yeah, do this the hour I'm waiting, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, um, okay, and then the progression after that was that the next day, so that was Wednesday, so then Thursday. So Thursday, Wyatt 
Winter and I all three tested positive. So oh. it was Eric and God. then Esme and then the three of us. But I had no symptoms. Esme and Winter both had high fevers. And then Wyatt had like it mildly. He and I both had no symptoms when we first tested positive. And then his mildly started to come on. And then his came on really bad. Like Winter got a fever of 104. <sighs> and so she was just kind of down and oh out. Eric was like fully like me, like in bed, like couldn't focus on anything like couldn't do anything was just like kind of zoned out because like the brain fog was so intense and then you just like feel so sick and like I, I don't know it's just like bizarre but Wyatt poor thing he had 104 fever and then he was like throwing up and oh, um, he threw up like a few times and he was like super nauseous and I've just never seen him so uncomfortable and his body was just like walking mm. around like, oh, oh, I'm so And excited. it was worse than Red Eyeball Wyatt. No. Okay. So Red Eyeball Wyatt, I haven't asked him about adenovirus, if that was worse for him or not. Um, but Esme said adeno was hands down the worst thing she's ever experienced. Um, oh my God. So this for her was different. And I just think that they're different. I didn't have adeno cause I had them. I guess I'm immune to it cause I had it as a child, but, um, oh. but this for me, once my, so 24 hours later after I tested positive, then I started to, uh, get, symptoms and they were like the first thing that happened was the same thing that happened to my friend where like my legs felt like my bones were like aching and breaking like it just oh. like was so intense and like my muscles hurt everywhere in my like hips and my knees and um there was so much inflammation in my knees like when I would try to go up the stairs I would just get jabbing pains in my knees oh. and um and my head I'm what having, do you do when you have that many kids and everyone's sick. Oh my gosh. Well, the first couple of days I helped Eric and the kids, like I helped everybody, you know, Eric came down with it like on Tuesday and then by Friday I was down. So for that week I was like taking care of everybody the best I could. And then once I was down, then the rules changed and Eric was only like 50% better but he had to jump into gear because I was like fully <laughs> down <laughs> there was no there was no I wouldn't I couldn't get up like it was bad no. and yeah for like two days like that and then and what do you do when you're like nursing your child so she would she just sort of like flop around with you and just like nurse and all we uh, was like Eric able to distract winter so that no, you could like really help. No, 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 no. She's <laughs> nursed more in the last five days that I feel like she's nursed combined in her life. <laughs> that is how I feel. This is the part where oh I'm like, God. I feel for all of you breastfeeding mamas because when you're sick, I was telling this to Eric yesterday. I'm like, it's a new level of motherhood when, because yesterday mm. I still had a fever. When you have a fever and you're nursing someone all day long, like all day oh. long, she just keeps wanting to nurse. And I don't know if it's because I don't feel good. So she wants to feel close to me because I'm not myself or she like is still, because none of us have an appetite. So mm. it's like, if she still doesn't have an appetite, but like that is fuel for her sustaining her you know um so Maybe i don't know what it, yeah it's crazy so i mean i just took a lot of advil um and like that would help knock down some of the pain in my body and then you know i would just like 
lay there and stared. One time I was in so much pain, I looked at the bookshelf and read, like kind of mouthed every single book title and author to try to get myself what? through whatever that is happening. Time was. <laughs> what? It sounds like labor, you know, when you try and like hold on to some random thing, I'd like look at things in the room and try and like draw pictures, like as the contractions came to like distract myself from the feeling. I was just oh in my so much God, pain Sarah. that I was like, okay, I'm just going to read every title and every author and maybe my Advil will kick in by the time I'm done. Oh my God. <laughs> it was nice. And you feel better today. So day five. So the worst day days, was it like day three? The worst day was, yeah, day three. I would say, okay, so it's been six days since I tested positive, five days mm. of actually being like sick. Um, yeah. So the worst days were day two and day three. And then yesterday was Girl. so much better. And then today I feel great, like really great. Oh my God. Guys, you know what we always say at the Mother Days, you can't pour from an empty cup. That's why nourishing ourselves with beautiful, healthy meals is so important so that you can fill yourself up and then tend to the needs of everyone else in your family. Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled and feeling good all day long. You have over 35 different options to choose from every single week so you never get bored with the food choices. And you know how crazy it is during the week trying to like prep meals and you got to run the kids to their different games and like after school activities. Well, the cool thing about Factor is they have these two-minute meals so they're ready to serve, heat up whenever that you need to. They have everything from like pancakes, smoothies, a wide variety of easy options for breakfast, midday bites, whatever it is that you need to do to like make it fit for your family. There's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup needed. Um, it's very flexible for your schedule. And you know that I love a coupon. Like I love saving money. Well, they have this sign up and save and they've done the math. So Factor is way less expensive than takeout food. And every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. So guys, head to factormeals.com slash motherdays50 and use code motherdays50 to get 50% off. That's days with a Z-E. That's code motherdays50 at factormeals.com slash motherdays50 to get 50% off. Yeah. We all know how busy life gets being a parent and it really doesn't leave a whole lot of room for other things like logistics and finances. But did you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Check this out, okay? So imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. <laughs> I mean... Think of all the cash back that you would get on boxes of pasta. I mean, that's what Esme loves or uh, bags of chips. Me, I love that. Well, NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. This was such a game changer for me. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cash back credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. 
So what could future you do with more cash back? I could think of a few things. How about a getaway with your girlfriends or a nice little weekend with your partner? Or how about a spa day with some hot stones? <laughs> Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Isn't it funny when something happens to you health-wise and you realize that you take health for granted that even if like the the following day after an illness like you're still only 50% like you will take that 50% and just <laughs> yes. be joyful for just feeling like 50% better than you actually were yeah. I I feel like that I sometimes slip yeah not slip a disc because that sounds very dramatic, but I probably say I slip a disc, but I don't. Wow. But I'm like, I, that's definitely what it is. Um, but sometimes if I sleep weird in a funny position yeah. and like I've pulled something in yes, my neck, neck and it's like the throbbing back uh, and neck pain, like that happens to me maybe once a year. I like go so stiff and I just cannot stop thinking about people who live with chronic pain. Yes. I'm like, how can people survive this? I know. How, I like, I understand why like people get really reliant on painkillers and all those things. Yes. Like, gosh, we're so lucky to have health. Like that's oh, the number one thing to be grateful for. Me too. It's like, I mean, that's what when, you know, we've talked about gratitude lists and stuff on here. Like that is one of the Number one things that I always go through my gratitude list is like my health, my children's health, you know, because I did the same thing yesterday. Like it was each day kind of brought its own different challenge during COVID, during those five days. But um, yesterday's yep. challenge was that it felt like my sacrum was like really, it was so intense, like right at the base of my spine. It was just like so much pain. Uh. Um, and I kept thinking like, wow, this is crazy. Like people I know deal with chronic back pain all the time. And like, I don't know how they do this. Like I was wiggling and moving every which way to try to like, I I just kept imagining myself hanging from something and someone like taking my hips and pulling them down to try to like pop that area. (laughs) I was just like, why can't I get this stuff? And then of course I wake up today and it's like fine. And so you know, it's something weird. It's just with, like hot and fast. Yeah. And I think um, it's sort of, you know, they say that it's like this inflammatory response that happens in your body, right? So mm. anyway, I have no idea. I just know that I finally got it. Okay. You finally got it. <laughs> and now you're good for a while. Don't they say like you're, you yes. now have some sort of immunity for a few yeah, months? Yeah. I mean, maybe for like, I think I have it for like a week. <laughs> oh, week. Know, all right, it. good. Well, at least it's not going to happen next week. So. True. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, oh, yes. Well, you're amazing. I'm so glad you guys we are seeing it. the light at the end of the tunnel. You <laughs> uh, made it. You did it. You're here. I know. Oh, my goodness. So crazy. I, um, I have been panic waking in the middle of the night, like oh checking my, my phone because I am about to be 
at my friend Susie's birth. And today, by the time this comes out, her due date will have passed. And um, maybe she's already given birth by the time this comes out. Uh, I don't know. That would be crazy. But I have not been sleeping very well at all. And I can tell because I overdrew my eyebrows. Look at my eyebrows today. They're so dark. <laughs> and it's because I'm so sleepy. And I'm like, no. what, did I, what am I doing here? Like, what is that? No anyway, way. whatever. They just look like really dark brown worms above my eyes. That's <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what I was um, thinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm juggling so much. We have so many people in our house right now. We have, um, so we have a two bedroom house here in Adelaide and we have Mark and I, my mum, my 15 year old stepson, Isaac, my 21 year old brother-in-law, Guillermo, oh my and gosh. my four children <laughs> with two bedrooms. What? <laughs> so That's the insane. House is insane. <laughs> the house is insane. It's actually nuts. Like, right. And there's so many like moving parts. Like Mark is pitching for this big job today here in Adelaide. And then I'm working and the kids have got to go to school, but the boys go to a different school to Poa. And then, so I've got my mum taking Poa and then I've got Mark trying to take the the boys. And then I'm like, well, I'm doing a podcast. So someone has to look after Prairie. So I had to wake up my 21 year old brother-in-law to be like, Guillermo, can you come and look after Prairie? (laughs) Anyway, it's just been like (laughs) pandemonium. I can hear all this chaos out there. I don't even know if I should go out and look. But it's been full on. And then, of course, I'm waking up, like, panicking in the middle of the night. Like, have I missed Susie's birth? And I'm having all these dreams that I miss it, that my phone dies or that something happens and she's trying to reach me. I had a dream last night that her husband jumped on a tractor and was like, like drove to my house and was like banging on all the windows. Like she's in labor. Like I'm so, it's so weird. I've got more anxiety about her birth than I ever had about my own birth. I don't know why. I think because you're like, I feel so much responsibility. I can't miss it. And I know that they're really relying on me to like help advocate for her in the birth room. And this is their first time. And I just know how tricky first births can be sometimes they're really straightforward but because you're just thrown in the deep end and you don't know what the sensations are and you don't know what to expect you're sort of getting thrown into this abyss I think as the birthing person and so I'm like picking up on her giddiness and her nervousness and her excitement but also being like I've got to be the pillar of strength I've got to I'm the only one besides obviously the midwives that'll be there but of like me and her partner and Susie I'm the only one that's experienced this sort of transformative thing yeah and so I'm putting so much pressure on myself just to make sure it goes as smoothly as possible like I've packed a little doula kit <laughs> and I'm like it's I'm so nervous but it's also really exciting I, f- oh. I feel like I'm having phantom feelings in my tummy like like I'll oh, get I'm a sure. cramp I'm like is that a feel? Is that does that mean she's having a cramp? I'll check in. I'm like, hey, but you also don't want to like be the person that checks in all the time as they're coming up to their due date. So I'm like, you just like I'm here if you need me. Contact me if you want to contact me. But if you don't, like, don't worry. First babies uh, tend to, on average, come later. Yes. So it's just you know I'm enjoying and also like just 
bugging out about this, you know, that those final weeks of pregnancy and oh, oh, just that excitement. And but like in a way that's removed, it's really interesting. I haven't, even though I had that with you, because you're the only other birth that I've attended, I hadn't ever been to birth before. So I didn't know what to expect. Like your birth was my very first experience of birth <laughs> ever. But now I've been to so many births, mostly my own, that I'm like, oh, my God, this could go so many different ways. It's so just, many ways. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so that's going on with me right now. Oh, it's amazing. It's going to be so good. So, so beautiful to be able to like be the, you know, support person for your friend is really special. And I know she's going to love it. (laughs) I just last night I was like, oh, my God, I need to pack the battery charger. Because remember at your house Uh when I was taking photos, every battery died, like everything died. And I was like off the side charging camera batteries (laughs) and like it. And it was so incredibly stressful. Well, no one expected it to last for as long as it did. As long as it did. Well, I would know now. Yeah, I would know now. Because I mean, that was a long time ago. I bet batteries longer. last a, long, a lot longer than they longer did now. back then. <laughs> I had this like janky ass. <laughs> this is so me, isn't it, Sarah? I had this janky ass camera from 2006 that I had held on to. And that's what I took. <laughs> I took pictures and like weird like Terrence Malick videos. Of oh, my birth. gosh. <laughs> I know. It was amazing. Oh, it was. like weird camera no. which wasn't like cool vintage it wasn't like the cool 70s 80s camera. Like it was Canon just like or something it was literally like from 2006 <laughs> it's a sort of like vintage that you say is vintage but really it's because you can't be bothered paying more money to get a new camera and <laughs> right, I'm like right, right. I just I pretended it was cool and vintage but really it was just like old and I should have thrown it out anyway <laughs> no it's amazing um, so I'm equipped with my new iPhone and I'm excited. Um, but, oh yeah, I've also, Sarah and I, we are really excited because we're delving into a few different areas which we are going to yes. be talking about more in the coming weeks as we prepare for our one-year anniversary of the Mother Days. So crazy. Oh, my gosh. It has gone so fast. I know. It really has. We're almost there. We're almost to our first year marker which is crazy. <laughs> crazy I can't even believe it and yeah. um yeah it's incredible I mean it's funny because somebody did tell us like you know once you get to episode 50 uh you're gonna look back at the beginning and you're gonna be like what were we doing and it is kind of <laughs> funny like that we're in more, much more of a rhythm now like when I look back at the beginning we were trying so many different things we were like Ooh, oh let's do this or let's try that or yeah like we have so many really funny weird interests you know so we were (laughs) (laughs) oh my god like all the ghost stuff so much ghost stuff and our our, our listeners were like um that's not what we signed up for Oh like, my god, no, like, that was my idea. I was like, oh, I just because I had always wanted to do my own true crime podcast. Yes. I was like, can we like for Halloween? Maybe <laughs> I could get da da da. Anyway, so I I am doing a sort of true crimey like you know mis- mystery podcast with Susie, who's about to give birth. Yes, um, we are doing that. So we you know we we haven't we've only done maybe four episodes, so we're a little bit behind on no, that one. It's gonna but, be great. Um, 
Sarah and I will be having some really exciting and cool offerings through Patreon, guys. So when we fleshed it out a little bit more, we are going to talk about all the ways in which we will be having new, cool, interesting offerings for you guys. Um, And we thought it would probably be the right time to jump on board that after we've been up for a year and we have such an amazing community. Two of which, I keep shouting these people out, but the other day I was at Mark's workshop in Adelaide and it was so cool. So my husband's like pivoted into doing like teaching and workshops and it's been so sweet and amazing to see him just flourish in this passion and he's such a natural teacher. He actually, I think Eric and him are similar in that way. Like yeah. there's sort of a natural kind of charisma when they're talking about something that they're passionate about, right? And like Mark just has that in spades. So it was so beautiful watching him in his element. But then afterwards, and I always kind of pop him for the last part of the workshop just to like observe. But also when he talks about acting, I really enjoy coming in and giving my perspective as well. So um The last one we did here in Adelaide, I was there for like the last hour and a half and it was really cool. He did this great improv thing where he had, he kind of made this short film with everyone in the room and it was really cool and I got to be a part of it. Yeah, it was really cool and um, everyone just jumped in the deep end and just like they were vulnerable and they tried things. It was so rad. Anyway, so at the end of the session, two different women came up to me and they're like, hi, like we're daisies. And um, they love the mother days. They were saying so many different episodes, which were their favorites and laughing about different things. And it's so, it's so interesting to hear from the community, to hear that like the episodes that they particularly love yeah. or what makes them laugh. And and it was so fulfilling to me. And I floated this idea. I was like, oh, we're thinking of maybe doing a Patreon and offering up these specific things. And, you know, it was met with like such excitement oh, that cool. I think it's really helped fill like Sarah and I up to be like, all right, this is something that we're going to branch out to and into and we're going to expand, which is really, really cool. I'm all about up-leveling and expansion and um, so watch this space. And just finding like other ways as well that we can actually connect with you guys because I think mm-hmm. that is so important and we do really want this to feel like a community. I mean, when you guys DM us and write us messages and tell us your stories and stuff like that. We're reading those. Like I, I screenshot mm-hmm. them and I send them to Teresa or our friend Casta's. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, constantly going like, oh gosh. And then, you know, we'll, we'll reply back. Um, but you know, we so appreciate all the things like just recently somebody wrote and asked us about, oh, they loved the, um, road trip story and wanted to know, like, how do you pack road trip food? And, you know, somebody was asking us about, um, about bras for breastfeeding and like, keep sending in those questions because, um, we see them and we love them and we love connecting with you guys. And we think it's just like such a amazing and um beautiful way to sort of like build this community together i wanted to talk about something that 
we, Sarah and I are going through a little bit at the moment, um, which is like the world feels like things are really shifting and there's some really cool, interesting movements of people uprising and trying to like fight for change. And obviously Sarah and I, we are a part of SAG, AFTRA. And so we're in the middle of a strike right now, which is really important and it's beautiful work what's going on and it's much needed but it's also a really scary and challenging time for people because it means that there's no work so in the small ways in which it's been affecting our family one of the ways is that for the second half of this year, we had plans, which I always laugh about plans in our industry, Sarah, as you know. Yeah. It's so bizarre. People don't understand this. Like a lot of school mums at my Adelaide school here will be like, well, what do you mean you don't know where you're going to be? And I was like, but <laughs> that's just like our life. It's crazy. They're like, but what's your yeah. plan for the rest of the year? Even the like principal's assistant emailed me and was like, hey, we just wanted to like get some solid dates on like when the kids are going to be here. <laughs> You're like, I have and no I idea. Like, oh my God, you guys have no, like, I, I can't tell you. Also, like we're in the middle of a strike. I don't know when we'll be working, if we'll be working. But, yeah. you know, my manager rang me and was like, hey, I think you should prepare to not work for the rest of the year. And I was like, okay, cool. So if we're not working for the rest of the year, like what's what does that pivot look like? And for a family like ours, it's so wild because actually there's in some ways it's scary because I'm like, all right, we have the mortgage to pay. What's the plan? Mark mm-hmm. has pivoted into working and, um, you know, doing his teaching, which has been wonderful and just something he's so passionate about. But I would ever, I would just hate him to ever feel the pressure that that has got to bring in income. I want him just to enjoy that experience. Yeah. So Mark and I have been sitting here thinking about like, okay, what what opportunities have this provided us? Well, the freedom to like make different choices for the rest of the year. Like what's something wild we've wanted to experience? What's something that like we haven't done before? Because now it's not like we're chasing jobs for the second half of the year. So one thing we have discussed and Sarah, um, you knew that this was a part of our plan was this kind of, we already live a nomadic lifestyle, but like really going into the nomadic lifestyle of renting out both houses. Mm -hmm. So our Los Angeles house, we bought our dream home, but as (laughs) an investment as well. So it's to put people in it, to rent it, to share it. So right now it's currently being shared. So we're renting the house out. If we come to LA and go back into our house, there goes our main income stream for the rest of the year. So what we've realized is, cool, we are going to rent our Adelaide house out. So we have a renter coming in August 13th. We're renting our American house out through Airbnb. So we have people sort of coming in and out and photo shoots and whatnot going on. So essentially we're going to be flying into America with no plans, which is so <laughs> crazy. Our only plan, and this is what I was looking up last night, is do we, maybe someone can reach out and give us some tips because I was trying to figure out how to ask the community because I know there are people listening out there who have done this kind of thing before, but we are newbies at this. Basically, we thought like what if we take the rest of the year to just travel around America. Uh Mark can do workshops in different states around America. 
And do we commit to getting an RV mm-hmm. or do we drive our car and have a trailer with a bunch of tents and we go from campsite to campsite and literally tent it? So I am i don't need to be glamping. I'm the sort of person that can sleep anywhere, do whatever. Um, Mark is like, oh, tents? I was like, yes, tents. <laughs> How cool would that be? Let's just go tenting. So okay, I have I, a suggestion. Now, I have a suggestion. Yes, please. I okay, want to okay, hear. Okay, I want to okay. hear everything. So I think that you should, because it's going to be more than a weekend, because it's going to be more yes. than a week, I think you have an RV and yep. you bring tents. And here's why is that you can do both. You can have a couple of tents for anybody who wants to tent, you know, in the tent area of the campsite. Um, The RV you have for, like, think about... My mom. (laughs) Your mom. Think about cooking. Think about, like, um, just having that space. uh, If you guys... If you're in an RV that you're driving and, like, everybody's in rather than like pulling a trailer that's different too because you're like spending a lot of time sitting in a car versus like the rv once you guys stop you can move around you can get into the kitchen you can like there's just a little bit more access there like we talked about this a lot because we were trying to figure out do we pull an airstream and go like all the way to iowa to visit eric's parents or do we like rent an rv and our plan was okay we're gonna rent an rv and then timing wise it didn't add up to when we needed to be in idaho so we were just like okay forget it we're not gonna do it this year but um the rv was the plan and the reason why ah. is because we were gonna bring tents because Wyatt was like i want a tent camp and we were like great we'll bring tents along yes. and we can always tent camp, which will be so fun to be under the stars and do that. Um, But for a few people that like really need to be in the RV to sleep at night or if somebody gets sick or like, it's just, you have to look at it as more of a long-term thing rather than like, because also you don't want to have to, you know, be like, oh, well, okay, now it's pouring down rain and we can't get the tents up. So we have to go get a hotel and you're like spending more money. And it's like, that's Instead, right. you could just be in your RV and be like, okay, we're not tent camping tonight because the campsite's flooded and it's been raining and you know what I mean? So Yes, yes. So, so this is options. everything I've been thinking. Okay. <laughs> this is that's everything I've been thinking. My only bummer, my, yeah. the only bummer of the RV was when we did our road trip, it's such a ginormous structure, like True. just to drive this huge thing around. When we went into like San Francisco, it was really hard. We were just this RV in the middle of the city. That's true. It was really hard to find parking. So I was like, do we bring our huge van? What about the long sprinter van? What about the like extra long one that's like, they're kind of skinnier and easier to drive? They're so expensive. Oh, to rent them? I was on outdoorsy.com oh. last night looking to rent one and they're 500 bucks a night. Oh my god. For- what? <laughs> I what? know. I was like That's insane. wait, that'll send us broke. Like I we're, we're doing this so that we can like keep our income going on. Like we're going to go have an adventure. Like we don't okay. want to go and spend like That's that much crazy. money a week. So I know. So then I was like, because okay. we've got a van. I mean, it's a Toyota Sienna van. It's like, <laughs> you know, you can put the seats down and like sort of turn it into a bed. I'm like, oh, do I reserve? <laughs> you could t- pull the seats down. But then every night, every time you pull into a camping place, you, you got to pull it out the car seats. Yeah. 
you got to get everything out and you go, so this is, I was up until (laughs) thinking about it last night, Googling and looking and looking at like glamping spots and even like ordering a yurt. Like, do I just like get a yurt that we pack in the car and we like put the yurt up and Mark's like, it takes two to three days to set up a yurt. I mean, it's it takes a long time. You got to look for like, (laughs) I know that would be, it's so funny if there weren't so many of you that were going to be in this space, it would be one thing, but because you could just like get one of those car top tents. That's so cool that you just like put on top of your car and that would be amazing. But there's so many of you that you can't do that. So it's like, you you might just have to suck it up and get a maybe skinnier RV, but have an RV in the city. Like you're just going to have to do that. I cannot wait to be podcasting from the road <laughs> oh my god telling you our crazy You're gonna be stories like, oh, and, oh it, my god the service sucks here you guys sorry <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll be like coming in and out and sarah will be the only one that you can hear you're like what uh, happened to Teresa? 100%. <laughs> i know so any i don't know how to do this but basically i want any tips anything you can offer any like amazing spots across America that you're like, you've got to get to this place. You've got to try this campsite. You've got like, I just need to have a smorgasbord of different ideas so I can start really planning the trip. And I'm so excited. I've been talking about hashtag van life forever. Although with us, it's like, hashtag like the biggest fan of all the land to fit every single I one of us like like literally three adults and four kids googling like uh, you know like looking up can i rent somebody's like converted school bus or like you know something yeah cool that you could like rent for a while um i i feel like there's yeah. something oh yeah put it out there like think about exactly what you're looking for and then Try to manifest it, it manifest it baby you know we know how to manifest do that here <laughs> yeah girl yeah although I've been quite shit with the manifesting lately I have to say like I have been disappointed in my manifesting skills mm. I feel like I can get disenfranchised it's just so strange because this is not me generally like I'm miss like positive woo yeah and then the last few months I've found myself dipping into like some like negative self-talk and I'm like Mm. wait what is happening to me why why is this happening and I I think some of it's really stemmed from this like place in my life where I have so many different passions and so many Mm. different interests I feel like spread thin like I really love my acting career I love doing all those things but then I come home to Adelaide and I'm not working and I'm literally like just with the kids in nature and doing mum run and I'm freaking just everything about it I love so much and I think it's almost like not an identity crisis but like how can I have all the, can I have all these things? Can I have the career? Can I have this? Can I, how do I make it all balanced? How do I make Mm. it all work? And then also financially, if I decided to turn away a little bit from my career and who knows what's happening with the industry right now, it feels like it's in a really crazy place of change. Yeah. And there's some radical things happening behind the scenes that, I wonder what it's going to look like once we come out of the strike, like how different it's going to feel. Um, So I'm kind of preparing myself for big life changes in some ways, but it's like when the unknown is a little bit scary, I found myself getting wobbly, which is not 
like me. So mm. sometimes it's been, I felt like a little bit dysregulated. And because I am always the one who helps emotionally regulate Mark. And the problem is, is if this happens to me, he's such a great pillar of strength. But if it happened to us at the same time, right. like two weeks ago, where I was like, oh, I just don't know. And we started, I started going down and then Mark joined. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is like the end of the world. Like we need, I saw <laughs> this thing on Instagram the other day is like, yeah, I'm like, okay, there's this amazing woman on Instagram. And she said, she was like, you can get hot. Let's say your partner gets home from work or whatever. And they come to you and they're like, babe, I'm at a 30%. I'm at a 30%. This is how I'm feeling. And then you're like, cool, I got the other 70. I got the other 70. We're good. And then one of you comes in and it's the other way around. It's like, oh, I'm feeling 10. And the other person's like, cool, I'm in it. I got 90. And I was like, that is so cool. And she was like, and then sometimes, sometimes you're both going to be like, I'm at 15. I'm at 15. I'm also at 15. And then you just have to realize that the day and the next few days, like it's not going to work the way that you guys <laughs> expect it to work. It yes. is ju- you're just going to be in it. But at least there's the understanding that you're both like running at 15%. Cool. Yeah. Things are going to turn shitty for a bit and that's okay. At least you're announcing yes. where you're at emotionally. Yes. So that one day I was like, oh, God, like we we can't both go down. Like no. this isn't okay. Um, but it's good. Like Mark's like, well, welcome to the real world, Teresa, because now like you know what it feels like to have like feelings of anxiety and feelings of like fear. And, fear. <laughs> and of course I have, I do feel those ways, but because I'm like perpetually pretty like joyful and bubbly and positive, um, it took me out. It t- I was like sending messages like to one of my friends, Carolina, <laughs> and she was like, are you okay? Like I saw her at school drop off. She was like, well, were you okay? And I was like, what are you talking about? She was like, oh, the other day when we were texting. And I was like, what did I write? I went back and looked at my text and I was like, it's rough, babe. Oh, it's so rough. Things are really rough with all these like crying emojis. Oh I didn't realize gosh. like she had tried to like reach out and catch up with me. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was just really feeling it. I was in this like I was in such a feeling state and I was feeling really triggered. <laughs> huh, that's me over oh. the last few days. <laughs> I've been sending a lot, <laughs> a lot of crying emojis to everybody. Like, oh my God. Boo, COVID. <laughs> oh my God. I know you've dealt with anxiety over the years. Like, how do you, when you get in a headspace where you're like, oh my God, it's feeling negative, I'm unsure, I'm feeling afraid, like, do you have your specific ways that you're like, all right, this is how I'm going to pick myself back up again. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on like what you're talking about exactly. If you're talking about work or if you've like auditioned for something and not gotten a job or like, yeah. Or if it's like a job where you're submitting an application or, you know, whatever it is and you don't get it. Um, I've had so many times in my life when I've gone and been like, wow, okay, I have, you know, like $27 in my bank account. There's about $5 of gas in my car. There's um, three bags of uh, 10 cent ramen in my cabinet. And uh, I got to <laughs> figure out how to get through the next couple of weeks. Now, this is, of course, when I was like younger when that was happening, but it was such an up and down for so many years. Um, 
Mm. For me that, uh, you know, in partnership, it's different because like, you know, I was with somebody before I was with my husband and um, ours partnership was a little bit challenging. And so everything was very up and down with financials. And then I, you know, went into partnership with Eric and like, you know, for a long time, I was like just trying to work and make money and like save money and, you know, everything. And like when Eric and I got married, um, you know, it, it changes cause you feel like you're really supporting each other. So you have each other's back when mm. those things happen, but still as everybody on here that's listened to our podcast knows, like I've always tied self-worth to making money. So making yeah. money and like bringing in an income and being a breadwinner has always been so like a big thing for me. Not, it wasn't always something I knew that was a big thing, but it was just like important. And I think that, um, the best way that I can describe it is that I have to verbally say out loud, I'm feeling anxiety. I'm feeling anxious. Mm. This is becoming overwhelming for me. I'm thinking about it too much. I um, need to let it go. I'm going to um, focus on the things that I love and that, I, that are important to me, that I'm grateful for, what I already have, not what I'm desiring. Um And then for some reason, it just kind of melts away. And the next day, it's always a little bit easier. And then the day after, it's a little bit easier. It also helps me to like write things out, you know. I just remember like when I was, you know, modeling in Chicago and I had just spent my last bit of money on getting my car out of the tow lot in Chicago because my car (laughs) got towed. And I was like, wow, I don't have any money at all. And um, I just felt really down. I had just went and worked in Greece Mm -hmm. and I um, had made a lot of money in Greece, but then you have to pay so much to your agency. So, and then my rent and like all of that. So basically I was just like broke again. And, um, and so my, in the mail, I was thinking like, gosh, I just need like, if I just had like a couple hundred bucks, like I would be able to get through the next month and then get a job and like be able to keep going. And like in the mail the next day, my grandmother had sent a, out of nowhere, she had no idea that I was having these <gasps> thoughts, obviously, but she had sent me a letter and the letter said, um, I just had this feeling that you needed this right now. And it was a check for $200. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just like completely in tears and I called her and I was like, you have no idea. I just yesterday was like, I need $200 to get me through this next month. I cannot believe that you just sent me a check for $200. And uh, I put that into my bank account. I was able to eat all of my meals that month, go out and try to book another job, booked a job, was able to like, you know, keep going. But at that point, I was like, what am I going to do? Just like turn around and go home. Wow. Like, I don't, I had zero dollars. Um, wow. So, that anyway, has happened to me a number of times in my life. Yeah. Where you I, get right down. Right down. Just and like. I remember right before I booked bedtime stories with Adam Sandler, I was like living in LA. I was uh, renting this house and I had like. $200 left and yeah. like the rent was coming up and I and then it's the pressure to book the job to be able to pay yes. for the thing and I like sheepishly with my like towel between my legs I went to my dad to be like dad and then like got the phone call like oh you booked this Adam Sandler thing and I was like oh my god sometimes I feel like 
the universe will take you to a place yes. where it's uh, we. I have reframed it as, and I got this from, if anyone watched A Discovery of Witches um, who's listening, I actually saw this on um, Deborah Harkness's Instagram and in, like instead of calling it stress, calling it divine pressure mm. and the divine pressure is there in order for the breakthrough to come. And I was like, oh, my mm. gosh, that feels so on point right now as I'm hitting this crossroads and trying to like figure out, you know, all these different decisions in my life. Um, it's been so interesting. And it popped up on Deborah's um, Instagram right as I was having a feeling of like questioning a lot of things. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, that was exactly the little like yes. gem, the little gift from the universe that I feel like my team of light like popped in there for a reframe, divine pressure, which was so beautiful. I loved it. I love that you said that. I um, just had that happen to me the other day where I I did something um, – it was so, it was such a weird experience. So the other day I was, um, there was a person in our community that, um, he's like an older person and he, um, said something really inappropriate to me. And at the moment I didn't realize what he was saying. He was talking to me about a movie that I did. And, um, and he goes, do you give it to to Eric the way you give it gave it to that guy? Like he, <gasps> then if you do, then he must be like a really lucky guy. And I, for some reason, I thought he was saying in this movie I was playing such a like badass that I thought he meant like I was like giving it to him, you know, like that. And then when oh I, my so god, I, and it was like it happened so fast, and my kid was there, that and like really pervy. Oh my god, it was so pervy. Anyway. My kid was there. And so I was like, um, I just was like, yeah, it was a great movie. And I like didn't, I didn't really <laughs> register what he said until I walked away. And then movie. I was like, uh, wait, was he? And then I was talking to Eric about it. And Eric was like, wait, what? And I was like, so upset, really. And then all oh. of a sudden I felt like shame. And weird. But you and didn't I, say anything? No. Or you were like, shame about like, like oh. me in the film. And then shame of like. Oh my God. And then I was like, wait, what am I doing? And I was like, this person doesn't get to decide. Like, like that they don't get to treat me this way because like I played this character in this amazing movie. Like, oh my they don't get gosh. to like treat me a certain way. Right. And so. I basically said to Eric, Eric and I had a long talk about it and he was like so upset and so was I. And so anyway, I was like, you know what, when I see him again, I'm actually going to go up and say something to him. And, mm. um, Eric was like, okay, I fully support that. And, um, <laughs> we happened to be like in this public <gasps> area and, um, this is like the day before we all got COVID by the way, but we happened to be in this like public area and there's a bunch of people, this man was eating with his son and there was like a bunch of other people that we knew around, like sort of, and I was like, Oh, he's with his son. Like, in my head, I'm thinking like, well, do I go up to him when he's like eating and his son is there and is it going to be disrespectful to his son to like have this conversation? And I was like, why am I worried about his kid and like him and his son is he like- did it in front of your kid. And his kid's like my age, you know? So, and then, oh um, and then, you know, my kids are around. So I'm like telling my kids to stay back. And basically 
I just took a big swallow and um, my heart was racing and Eric was like walked with me and we walked over to the table (laughs) (laughs) and the guy was like, hey, I said hi to you guys the other day. You didn't say anything back. And Eric was like, yeah, well, there's a reason for that. And then I was like, well, (gasps) actually, um, the other day, you know, you said something to me and I didn't quite realize what you said to me until I walked away. Um, But you said this and uh that was really disrespectful and it made me feel (gasps) very uncomfortable and um I I actually can't believe that that you said that to me and I don't appreciate it at all and he said um oh gosh I was just kidding and I was like no I know I I know that you were joking but that's not a funny joke it's a really disrespectful joke and I don't like it oh my god I don't appreciate it and he goes I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, thank you for your apology. And I walked away. Oh (laughs) my God. Sarah, like this is next level. Okay. The fact that you were like, okay, you, you sat in the feeling and that you went back and you're a better person than I. No. Honestly, I was the whole time being like, I am such a people pleaser that I would see this is like my problem. I would never go no, and do that. I, I wouldn't. I'm a people and pleaser I, like, too. It's the best, most amazing thing. I am that too. You did that. But I was like, you know what? Because now he's not gonna do that to another person. That's why I did it. Okay. That's why I did it. It's because I was like, I bet you men in positions of power, like, you know, this person or other people um like him who, you know, are like make jokes like this. Like they don't think twice about it. They just think it's funny and they're used to doing it with their like golfing buddies or like whatever it is. And so for them, they're like, oh, this is just a joke that I say to, you know, any woman in my life. And like Mm. somebody has to tell that person who's nice, who people like, who like has that charm and whatever. That's not okay. You can't talk to people like that. Yeah. It's actually really disrespectful. It made me feel shameful and weird, which I didn't tell him that. But I'm like, it made me feel uncomfortable. Um oh, and so you're and amazing. I, was like, I had to do it anyway. I had to do it for my kids. My kids were around, so they my son sort of walked up grabbing winter. She was like crying and pulling her away. Um what was happening, but my son was just like, Wow, I heard mom, I heard what she said. And uh, I had to do it for them and for, you know, anybody else that he would say that to. But the reason why I thought of this is because I saw something on my friend's Instagram, same kind of thing where I, after I did it, I was like, I thought I would feel like so much better. I felt Mm -hmm. uncomfortable still. I felt like, whoa, I just Mm -hmm. did something like really outside of my comfort zone. So like my body felt like weird, you know? And, um, and I just felt sort of off still. And then I read this thing where she had put up and it was like, and it was Angie Banky who, you know, we <gasps> have interviewed yes, on here before, best. We love it her. said something about like doing something outside of your comfort zone, even when it's scary and hard, like you have to do it and take that, take that leap, you know? And I was just like, yeah, this was that moment. I had my heart in my throat. I was like walking up going like, this is not normal for me to do this, but I have to. And I feel like when you do things like that, stuff shifts in your life. Like you do have a different, there's something that shifts. It's like a crack open. Mm -hmm. 
And it's important wow. to try. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. I feel like I've had moments in my life where I'm like, I'm going to go and say something to that person and then I don't do it. I cower away from yeah, doing it. I've done that too. I'm going to like let this be my little beacon of like, oh, I can do it. I can do hard <laughs> things and it can be uncomfortable. You can do it's the hard right things. thing to do. Glenn and Doyle, we love you. Uh, you can do hard things. <laughs> yes. We can uh, do hard things. You guys, this actually, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to be talking about today, but this turned out to be a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> I oh love you. God, so good. Thank you, Daisies. Oh, and um, thanks, we guys. will see you on the next one. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And hopefully the next time I won't have COVID. Okay. Bye. Woo. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>